we're live. David Carpenter, welcome to the show, <laughs> brother. Thank you for having me. Ian. Man, it's so awesome. Our mutual friend, BK, the legend, the man, the myth, the guy that created the world's greatest business fraternity at a young age, <laughs> aka Vima. Shout out. Yeah. It's, it's great we got connected, man. I know, man. When did you come to Miami? I just moved here in February. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're recent. Uh-huh. So Let's new. go. I'm loving it. And that was, you were in AZ before? Correct. Arizona. That's well, how I know BK. He's out there. Yeah, that's phenomenal. What yeah. was the impetus to pull the trigger? Growth, man. I, I, I like needed to expand my network. I wanted to try something new, like just completely reset, move away. I'm from Arizona, so I would say growth, networking. I feel like Miami is such a hub of so many entrepreneurs that I just was like, okay, I want to get around people that are trying to level up, and that's a great place, right? 100%. Yeah. And it's amazing the weather the yeah. people the vibe the oh, energy yeah. uh-huh it's crazy that it took this long for miami to hit the create the rapid growth that covid brought to it you yeah know? all it the new crazy. yorkers rolled in i'm the definition of of a new yorker that just went full miami that's awesome long man. hair when did you come down uh probably three and a half years ago now okay wow yeah the first like the first sign of covid i was living in mm. santa monica california and my buddy Chris was basically, he basically said, I'm out, I'm buying a house. Do you want to come? And I said, sure. So then I just booked a plane ticket, you know, and then shortly after I got my own place and then went from there. But it's been awesome, man. This wow. place is such a beautiful spot because of oh, the yeah. culture. You oh, know? yeah. I'm like the whitest guy at any party. <laughs> and it's great here because, you know, all of my friends are from all over the world. Yeah. And they're they're business minded they're motivated yeah you know the partying's a little bit crazy but i lock yes. myself in this suburban neighborhood and keeps me away oh yeah yeah smart That's work good. hard play hard i agree Find but that man balance. I, you, your journey is amazing when people check out first of all your website's great you've done a great Thank job you. building your personal brand and you've Thank really you. uh, your clips of you inspiring and teaching hundreds and thousands of people live it's amazing. First of all, proud of you as like a Vima alum. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you, man. Let's go. Thank you. Tell me about what you're doing, man. Yeah. So I run a, I run a sales team right now, about 150 life insurance agents in a niche market where we take care of the supplemental life insurance benefits, the ones that keep outside of work for veterans, police officers, firefighters, teachers, uh, you know, just the blue collared, hardworking families. So our life insurance is pretty, in terms of like uh, investments and things like that, that's not my niche, more so what happens when someone actually passes away. So we take care of mortgage, final expenses, paycheck protection. We make sure on the worst day of that family member's life that they have everything they need in a plan in place to make sure the kids are taken care of in long term. They have a nice nest of five to 10 years worth of income and, and financial stability. Uh, you know, and these guys, middle-class Americans, let's be honest, we don't know how to save in America, right? So imagine that when someone's, and most of these, most of these families are paycheck to paycheck. Well, they, they need to have what we have. So, uh, such a great market, get to meet so many different people around the, uh, around the country. And it's awesome. I get to help now in a position where I've been able to not master. I don't feel like you really become a master until like maybe 10 years but you're Jedi in. status but I'm Jedi status I'm getting there and I'm having fun and uh, our team does very very well and been able to help a lot of people earn a lot of income and because of a byproduct of impact you know been able to do well for myself too yeah it's really cool because you started off as a sales rep essentially yeah. and crushed it 
and put your heart into it. Yeah. And now you got upgraded, if you would, to start teaching everyone else how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Partner now, which is awesome. So there's eight, you know, part, uh, partners, uh, and I get to work with some of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. So successful, so humble. Uh, and these guys just make me better every single day. So it's really cool that I get to associate myself with people who've been in the industry. You know, he's, you know, a Rick Altig. He's like our number one guy, 40 years of experience, friends with the Pope, Bill Gates. Like this guy's making insane money, like close to even a billion, but drives a Jeep, lives like a very humble lifestyle and his wisdom and knowledge. It's cool. I get to even be associated with someone like that. So I think the association part, when you start to like work on yourself, opens up your networks and eventually be able to be a partner of something like that. Right. Eventually after years and years and years of grinding is like very, very rewarding quality of life really has to do with the quality of people you have in your circle. Yeah. What do you attest to the uh, ease, if you would, of you transitioning from the buy side to the teach side? Uh, I think continuously you got to lead yourself first. So I continue to lead myself first, which means I do the things I don't want to do, the hard things that really push myself outside of my comfort zone. I've been very known for that. And I don't think I've ever been the best. What I've done is like relentlessly sharpened my ax every single day for the last six and a half years that has led me to the position where I have to be good. Mm. Sharpening the ax can yeah. mean a lot of different things. Could. If you had a bring down that analogy yeah. into a few key steps. What do you think that means? There's a quote or attributes better wise. hundred percent. So I can hit both. There's a quote that says, you know, if I had five hours to cut down a tree, I would spend four hours sharpening the ax. Right. And then take the hour, be able to cut down the tree. Right. <laughs> so every single day I have a motto. It's 1% plus, but every single day where I focus on mind, personal development, uh, body, physical health, uh, making sure I'm eating right. I have like chef really invest in my body. And then, uh, thirdly spirit, right. Uh, and every single day and then also in the business. So communication skills, studying the best in my industry, uh, learning from people that are far greater than me being a student and this is every day. So it's not like overnight I became like crazy successful, but working on those things over and over and over again, compounded six years later, you're like, yeah. wow, it looks good. That's legit. It's cool that you have a holistic approach to it because there's different buckets, right? There's yeah. money buckets, which most people focus on, Yeah. but money is just a piece of the puzzle without Correct. health. You don't have yes. wealth. Absolutely. And then you talked about the other elements, the spirit, the yeah. soul, yeah. what you put into your body, yeah. what you're programming yourself. Exactly. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I feel like all those should be full for you to feel like that ultimate feeling of success per se. I mean, I don't, I think, uh, I think financial success, unless you're having impact is not even success right? We can go down a whole different sub, like hole there, but I'm, yeah, there's so, like you said, so many different ways to win in life. And either way, if you live your life by think, knowing that you are always constantly an example and you're constantly a leader, whether you believe it or not, people are looking at you and your example could be the difference of someone, uh, taking their life seriously, changing their life, you know, growing or not. So I take that personally. Yeah, that's awesome. And you shows. Yeah. The way you speak, you're legit. You're pure. <laughs> you got a pure soul and you can tell that in people, but 
it's it's interesting how right back at you bro same it's interesting how living in miami and living in any major city yeah you always need to have uh an understanding of people right because people are the greatest thing ever there's amazing people in any city but if you can't tell the difference between someone that's being pure and genuine versus someone that's like not <laughs> it's yeah. a tough thing yeah but if you surround yourself with great people clearly you had great mentors you yeah. took an opportunity and you jumped on it what would be maybe some of your advice to someone that's looking to sort of jump into something new and they don't know where to start? It's a really good question. I would say, I would say t like figure out your gifts, what you're good at. I think that's so important. And so many times people are just like, you know, money hungry, but find out what you're like actually genuinely good at. And then also find the right vehicle something you said is really important. You have to have the right mentor and you got to have the right circle of people because you can go join a business just because of money and then be around terrible people, become a terrible person because you're surrounding. So I'd see like, actually, okay, who's here? Who is my mentor? Who am I going to eventually become like? Would I swap my life with this person right now? Not just financially, but who he is, the type of uh, values he has, like how he moves, how his heart posture is like all those things I feel like are very important because again, who you listen to, who's in your ear will determine what you're creating. And your future is going to look like later. So I would say all those, and they got to be aligned with what you're naturally probably talented in, which for me, it was speaking and talking to people. I genuinely love people. So it's only right that I'm in a business where I get to help people. Number one, cause that's what I need to be fulfilled for myself. And number two, where I get to talk all day, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, made sense. Yeah. What's the, what's the ugly side of the insurance business? Yeah. The ugly side, I would say, uh, just like anything, you have people that do it for greed, that lie to customers that don't do what's best for them because they're just looking at a check. You know, that's why it's important to, again, who you start. I know good people, bro, that just surrounded themselves with terrible people. And you start seeing them change and mold into, like, who this person is. And I know good people that got in, themselves in serious, like, lawsuits and things like that. Their life started just going down, right? They're doing things they're not normally used to doing all because of their association. Yeah. So I'd say that. Like, you know, there's good people, bad people in any type of business, Uh you can get screwed over in any type so of business. <laughs> like, you know, it's really like who that person is. Who that person is, is, is right. And a lot of times if that person's making money on what you're doing, you have to have an extra lens on who yeah. that person is. Oh yeah. Right. Because at some point you got to give people a, like a pass because yes. when someone's nine to five or livelihood does tech typically, or it's common in network marketing, right? It yeah. typically affects them at some level. Yes obviously they're going to be a little bit more vested in you. Like yeah. you got to give some people a pass, but at mm -hmm. the same time you see a lot of true colors when you're just, you're not financially compensating someone. You get yeah. to hang out with someone as just a person. Yeah. And those people that were, are able to not burn bridges, right? Which is something I think we both learned so well in Vima yeah. is that if you don't burn bridges, those things can lead down so many awesome paths that, as long as you keep the door open, opportunities just continuously come and go. What do you think about that? You hit it right on the head. Like, <laughs> I would rather lose money than lose a relationship. And I think people value money more than people. The motto is love people, use money, not the other way around. Don't use people, love money. Uh, and I don't think money is an issue at all. I don't think it's the root of all evil. I think the love of money, the greed of money can be the root of all evil. 
uh, and the greed of like power and, and that whole aspect. Uh, but power also in the hands of the right person can be do great things. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Like me personally, like in my perspective, a relationship like actually well-groomed and poured into and equally invested, meaning reciprocity, will equal something far greater than maybe even finances. And a lot of them actually end up in like great financial opportunities because someone can trust someone like that. Yeah. There's a, I love the, the difference between the European lifestyle and the yeah. American lifestyle. Me too, man. Just it's got like, back from Europe too. Love it. You know, everyone comes back, bro. I had the croissants. You don't even get fat. You can <laughs> eat them. You feel amazing. The pasta's crazy, bro. You don't understand. So true, bro. It's amazing. Yeah. Right? You're hungry in like 30 minutes after you're like, I just ate a whole lasagna. But it's interesting how the American thought process is yeah. you live to work mm. and the European thought process is you work to live. Yeah. And in our society, you know, you lock up people when they get over X amount of years old in a nursing home to go fly away. Yeah. It's so While true. in other cultures, it's, you know, you got a, you got great grandpa hanging out there, barely, barely like, living, dude. A thread <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's something I love about the cultures in Miami because it's, it's like South America in Correct. the U.S. Yes, it is. You're not going to get anything like this yeah. anywhere else. Well, where else? Where's like the closest place to Miami, if you had to say? Like in terms of multi, probably New York City. You're gonna yeah, I would say it. New York. Yeah, there's nothing like it. I would say even more than just South America. You get the whole world in one city. Like you meet so many people around the world, like places I've never even like A lot heard of Russians. Of, right, A ton of Russians. A lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Caribbean people. Cause that's what I am, half Caribbean. Like my mom's from Trinidad. Amazing. So you get a lot of people from the Caribbean, you get a lot of people from South America. Were you born in the in the Jamaica? No, my mom's uh, my mom was born in Trinidad. Came here in nineteen, had me here in the states. Nice. So she lived in the East Coast, moved to the West when I she was pregnant close? with me. Very. She's my like huge piece of uh, you know my motivation uh, like. That was my one of my biggest accomplishments is buying her a dream house and paying off her debts wow. for her buying her a car, or paying off her car, everything. Now she works with me, and it's a dream, man. Like Wait, she you, was so busting. You her, bought her a home. Bought her a home in Mesa, paid off all of her debts, and uh, paid off her car for Mother's Day. Completely take care of her, put her in a position where, because dude, she was laid off of her underwriting job for mortgages. Mortgage industry is just so up and down. I've seen this. She was out of work and work for the last 20 years. So I always wrote down, like, I'll retire my mom, but my mom needs to do something. <laughs> so it's amazing that, that she gets to feel super fulfilled and special. And I got to hire her uh, personally for our team and, like, give her something that she's good at, which is underwriting for our specific team. So one of the greatest – that's, like, one of the one of the things, like, I live for is, is seeing her life just be amazing. What do you think about the future? When you think about the future, what does that look like for you? And then when I say that, yeah. it's a very vague question yeah. because everything in my life changes every three years. Yeah. My thought process, what I want to do. Same. You know, yeah. you just, Facts. it's so easy to just feel like I want to jump on a plane and go do this. Or I want to switch careers and do this and this and this. Sometimes yeah. it's really tough to stay focused. But what do you see sort of that trajectory leaning towards? Where would you like it's to go? It's a great go? question. I want to hear yours too. I would say, yes. You know, I want to be super successful in the insurance industry. Um, I want to be, you know, eventually where our chairman is, where you're, you know, like close to a billion dollars. I think it would be amazing to eventually be a billionaire, but only because 
having that influence and what I could do with it and like the money, what I can do with it. Like my goal is I want to do a lot of international like ministry work, you know, like build churches. I want to feed a lot of people. I want to buy homes. Like one of my biggest things is single moms because I was raised by a single mom. Dad was in prison when I was 16. No, no male people in my life were doing anything. They're all in jail in a gang or dead. Um, so for me, I have such a soft spot for single moms. I want to just like do Christmas comes around. I want to like Christmas is tight, dude, 10 homes or whatever. Like go buy these single moms that are like qualify and like interview them and like give them the keys to a beautiful home with their kids, like paid off. Like I want to do stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, that, that's just like kind of, and then international for some reason it has like my heart. So I want to travel and be able to do things like that. Man, you just <laughs> you went above and beyond with that. I love it. Yeah, you clearly have done a lot of work on yourself. Yeah, not a those lot of are the visions though. That's like what's inside when I think about that, like long term. But well, yeah, crush it in the insurance game too. It's interesting the vision, like you mentioned. Vision is what gets you staying focused. Yeah, a goal you forget about every night, you know, mm -hmm. because of some vice. Mm -hmm. But a vision is something that holds you true. And if you are locked in that. on a vision, you're unstoppable. Yeah. So how do you? manifest the vision that's something that we always need to work on i think um a vision is tested and, and refined and if it's a true vision it's going to eventually manifest and create if you stay the stay the course one thing that helps me is i write down my vision or if i don't have a chance to fully write it out which i prefer say i'm in a hurry i at least have it all down on a legal pad where i'll literally say it present tense speak it so I believe it because I believe my own words. Number one, number two, I really believe that your words, thoughts have a lot to do with obviously how, what we create. So speaking it out loud, present tense, I'm so convinced about what is going to happen and my vision that it's like, there's no way it doesn't. And I will fight until it does. So I'm cool with the refining process and the downs and like I'll embrace all of it because then end game is like, I'm just going to, until I'm my last breath, like I'm going to be continue to shift it and built, right? It's all about the development. So I'm all about it. Love so that. that's it. That's one of the things I do that helps, helps me like keep that vision in center and the core of like what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. Something that you made me think about is it's so important to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Like so many people are depressed because I feel that they don't have a community so true. They feel alone. They don't have a hobby that they're meeting new people at. Oh my God. Yes. In your profession, you're driving with all these people. You have this band of brothers that mm -hmm. you're all trying to slang insurance <gasps> and, and you're all fired up on it. Yeah. And, and you know the <laughs> stories and you see people winning, which is why MLM is so great as a, yeah. as a gateway drug for people. hundred um, percent. But mostly just to show them a new world exists Completely. and not a lot of people know a new world exists. There are people that still don't know what Instagram and Facebook are. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Wow. It probably wouldn't be your warm market, but yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, uh, well, Steve LeClaire said this, that life isn't about finding what you love. It's about finding what you don't love. Mm. And that's been on my mind a lot. That's very So cool. if that's you're thinking cool. about something, you got to go try it. You got to yeah. go give it a shot, right? Wow. If you need to make a career change, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. If you need to go travel someplace, jump in the plane, give it a shot. So true. But it's not about finding what you love to do. It's about doing everything until you find something you don't, doesn't feel like you have to do it. Mm. And I still feel back to what you're saying that changes always for me. So yeah. I'm like, one of my big life goals is to build cigars.com and 
truly successfully build and, and sell a company one yeah. day would, would be amazing. That. Getting acquired to be able to have that story and that just whole like would be amazing. Yeah. All my best and closest friends around me and oh, yeah. everyone's winning and yeah. just like that time when we Sick. go and all party together oh, it's gonna I be awesome it, you know i see that so things like that i want to go live in another country i want to yeah. experience I've, I've lived in colombia for six months Medellin. oh beautiful i love Medellin. back in 2015 before it was what it is now yeah um so i was OG. got that either way in miami or anywhere like you know i Medellin is like Miami, in my opinion, and like in Colombia. It's totally. so many similarities. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But to be able to live these other cultures and Love see that, more, man. because we just don't know what we don't know. No. Like in Miami, it's so competitive. If Completely. you go out into the streets, you just feel the energy. Oh, yeah. A lot of just testosterone, hungry entrepreneur yeah. savages trying yeah. to make moves. Yeah. You know? Completely. It's very different, yeah, right? It's very different. But it's also amazing. You can draft yeah. off that. But mm -hmm. you also need to make sure you surround yourself with these other aspects of life. Completely. And we always talk about this happiness concept because personally, you know, I want to be really successful financially for sure. Um, but I've also know that I struggle with a lot of different things in life. Sometimes when I'm home alone and I don't have friends around me, I get yeah. depressed, you know, yeah. or I start overthinking things. Yeah. What are maybe some of the things that you have found that have sort of helped with avoiding any sign of depression and, and staying in like a happy state? Um, I think I, I know some things that take me the wrong way. Uh, I can Tell start with those. Uh, drinking for sure. You know, you're like, I mean, just scientifically, you know, if you look at the facts, like the next couple of days, like your dopamine levels are down. Like same thing with like heavy drugs. Uh, I would say when you're around people where you have to be inauthentic, not yourself, you know, we've all been there where you're trying, you have to literally blend, uh, with your environment. It's an environment that's not serving you. So that's also another way to be like kind of depressed. Like I think the more of like who you are genuinely, the happier, happier you are. And like your buying decisions are based on like who you are, what you wear. It's like you really love it based on who you are. Like if your life is genuinely you, I think uh, it also that all helps. You know, my faith also really helps my relationship with God. That helps me. Um, and I think uh, there's certain people that bring me up and that pour into you and that are life. And then there's certain people that you will notice that like kind of say the little things like jabs i call them mosquitoes the mosquitoes yeah the jab and always like saying some type of crap and those ones you got to just avoid because those are usually the ones that cause you to i don't know just like who cares what someone can bring you if you feel miserable like i have friends that are super successful like great influence i'll never hang out with them because i feel like crap when i'm around them because they're just jabbing for no reason i'm like i don't care what you can give me because i can go create my own well, that's what's great. So I think like, don't be focused on what I think just focus on the people that really love you, that it's like very natural, genuine, and that you feel uplifted. Those all those things work uh, well and stay away from the things that really just drain you. And, all, and those are the things that personally drain me. Not I always like to have fun, you know. Uh, but yeah, if I'm doing too much of those things, right, that'll totally bring me down. That you just, I love how you answered that. And it's interesting because jealousy is a part of all of us. We yep. all have jealousy Correct. deep in our souls. We got to tame that. But you really have to do personal development and understand that it's all, you need an abundance mindset. Yeah. And you need to celebrate ec ecstatically when your friends win. Correct. 
you shouldn't see yourself as oh that like look at them they're in the perfect relationship so they true bro. because it'll yes. kill it'll eat it you up and it only hurts you not them does, you yeah. know so that's something that the more people you surround yourself that have learned that lesson so true the better i think here you're always going to have like kind of weird thoughts that don't really align with like what you believe but it's all about what thoughts we choose to focus on that really matter Cause I can't shoot. I can't like control what's going to hell. The hell's coming to my thoughts. Sometimes it is an envious thought, but I don't focus on it. I'm like, wow, that's not something that's like going to serve me. That's not a thought that I even believe. Like I'm, I don't know why that came in there, but like, that's definitely not something I'm going to focus on. This is a completely off centered convert, but what is something that when you made a sale in your insurance business uh-huh. was like your most ridiculous story? Because <laughs> I think about it back in the old school days of pitching like, yeah. energy drinks in people's living rooms and thinking about how ridiculous some of those situations were. Oh, like, what man. are some of the more oh, like God. more, uh, more maybe uh, interesting sides of the insurance space yeah. that you might find? That's a really good question. <laughs> Man, like the one that I don't know why this one came to mind, but it's absolutely disgusting. Like this guy was a hoarder and absolutely the house just smelled terrible. And I'm here training an agent and we were kneecap to kneecap. Now we're virtual, but I'm literally like disgusted. I'm sick, but I'm just like, okay, I got to show this guy how to do this. I think my trainee just stood up the whole time. I was like the one to sit on the couch. Ended up selling the guy a policy. So thankfully he ended up buying, but I'm just like, oh my God, like just imagine like piles of stuff everywhere. And it's just like for him, he's in this whole other world or his perspective that's like completely normal. Uh, Hoarders are just straight up everything. Hoarders everything. I had one where like, dude, you come in and like there's a gun on the table. Uh, You know, you have like just like sketchy stuff, you know, like. (laughs) This like, guy's like, li- like dudes, like tweaking, like kids tweaking out, like walking back and forth, <laughs> like with your, you're sitting there talking about, you're like, dude, this guy, you know, you can't get, you obviously if someone's tweaking out, they right. can't buy life insurance policy. <laughs> but those are some of the crazy things that I'm like, man, like pe- people don't ever talk about this. Like dude, there's been people like gotten bitten, like in sales, dude, like bitten by cute dogs. Like sales is like dude, you got to put in the work. Uh, there's a lot of like weird events, like people, different personalities, polar, like pull, you know, people that have bipolar people that have aggression just out of nowhere. Sometimes, dude, I mean, I had just entering a home, you're entering a a home. You don't know what you're going to get lead and you're just wondering what's going on. Man. Yes. I remember in Chicago. So I, I ran an office in Texas, Chicago, El Paso, I remember in Chicago going through like downtown Chicago sketch areas, dude, thinking like, yeah, we're going to die tonight. Like <laughs> these are things that people don't talk about, you know, thank God I'm virtual now. It doesn't matter. But yeah, those are all the things that kind of pop in my mind when you say that it's <laughs> interesting. How, for lead gen. Like what, is there a way yeah. to help filter some of those scenarios out? Um, yeah, now it's like, okay. Personal, I, I love to focus on referrals from the families. So I'll focus on like, if I have a great, my whole, like the leads that we buy, we actually extend out no cost benefits to anyone that they sit with a $2,000 policy for anyone we sit with, you know, help towards their final expenses. We give them a will for those that don't know, like what a will is. It's a game plan for your family. After you die, there's a ton of legal 
things that go into the process of when someone dies, like probate, their estate gets taxed very heavily. If you don't have a will, we get to set them up with that and educate them. We also give them like a health savings card, helps them with their deductibles, also fills in gaps of what they don't have through their health insurance. So we provide value before we even sell them. So I'll sit with a family I really vibe with and I'll collect good, solid people. They love me. And normally those people are just like them. So my market now, like if I'm trying to sort, and this is for anyone in sales in general, the people that you really, really get along with, your job is to get referrals from them and build a connection and trust during that time where you go above and beyond for that person. So that way they will, you want to keep that person in your network, check on that person. Like you can keep getting business and business from certain clientele that you just really mesh with. And they'll, they'll make those sales will be the easiest things you walk into. It's almost like a, you're, this is, I mean, this is a terrible, <laughs> terrible way to explain it, but you're like farming. Yeah, you know? exactly. You're setting up little farms in, inside of these and these people are yielding crops and the crops are the referrals. Yeah. But really they're just people you vibe with. Yeah. They're good people that likely are hanging out with other good people. Facts. And they are, and you go in there with a warm lead because yeah. they already talked you up and now mm-hmm. you're not, it's not sketchy. No, like the not. solar industry, something is always, I've loved, I've never mm-hmm. done door to door solar but mm-hmm. I love people that do do it because mm-hmm. it's just so wild, wild west cowboy stuff. Yeah. And you can meet some of the most amazing people and, or have some of the most ridiculous encounters, yeah. you know? Oh, I agree. I agree. Door to door sales. Dude, but this one, <laughs> now we're on the subject. I got my, like, dude, someone sold my mom, like something that was like 20 grand over what she should have paid and totally like ripped her off. So I'm kind of, what was it? It was a, it was a solar like uh, her loan and, and it's also like when you go to sell the house like it also kind of holds the loan like that actually stops you from being able to sell the house uh, yeah pretty crazy so i'm a little she sus- just didn't read the red she tape. just didn't read it but she didn't know that's why i'm like man like when you buy something like it's better to have a referral someone endorsing than just like some random person <laughs> i don't like want to burn that like burn that but she had a bad experience not saying that everyone's like that again there's bad people and that person saw some old lady. It was like, let me just go freaking take a huge commission check off this girl and, you know, run with it. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. That can happen, but that's just sales in general. That's not just solar. That's insurance. That's anything like thankfully insurance. Like what do you pay more? You get more insurance, but solar, you have the ability to be able to actually like, Hey, pick out how much commission you're going to take off someone. But in, in the, um, insurance there's like some really cool ways of working with money in that capacity where you yeah. can sort of be your own bank yeah yeah uh-huh there is infinite T- banking yeah tell, tell us about that because the idea from what i understand is that there's certain types of accounts that you can correct basically set up yeah. that essentially you and take money from yourself and then pay back yourself the interest mm-hmm. and by becoming your own bank using these special type of insurance vehicles that are disguised as retirement accounts or Correct. like these type of things. <clears throat> yeah. And there's like zero penalties to do it. I don't sell those. Like again, we're mom and pop basically, but I have plenty of friends that do That's it. That's a different industry. A lot of people do do that though. So totally. Yeah. For me, it was like, okay, how do I build a business where I can have all these sales happening that's so easy and duplicatable where I can be hands off and still make a lot of money. So it didn't really fit that mold because it takes a special certain person to be able to develop. Cause you're talking people that have those type of policies are spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Like you got to think about someone's got to put 50 grand in to get 50 grand out. 
So you're talking, you're dealing with a lot of money. Not everybody, you can't just have like some Joe Schmo like sit down and be like, okay, Ian, like hundred G's, like I got this opportunity, for, you know what I'm saying? So, but I have good buddies that are very sharp and very good at what they do there. Amazing. And they make great money on it. And it is, there is true. I don't know the downsides of it, but I, I, I personally don't have that or haven't done it. But the ones that I, the guys that I do know have used that to like help them buy cars. They'll borrow from it anytime they have yeah. a big purchase and they'll pay it back. And I know the money is still compounding and growing in interest, even when they borrow it as if they kept it in there. So that's right. just what I've heard. Yeah. But I can't personally tell you that, be, you know, that I know this for a fact. It's interesting that the biggest gift someone can have, a lot of the people I sell insurance are mad annoying, you know, and that's not just insurance. It's a lot of like industries where people just don't know how to communicate. Yeah. They don't have an on and off switch. Yeah. Yeah. So when you hang out with them, the next thing you know, like, they're telling you about their business and like basically like pitching you hard. Yeah. Uh, Those dude. people, will, especially it, network marketers. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. It's tough. And yeah, a lot of times you got to check yourself, but Correct. people and you have yeah. mastered this is that you need to be able to meet people where they're at Correct. and know when is the right time. And that's a gift. Yeah. You know, when's the right time to introduce your product or service? Yeah. You know, the whole jab, 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 you know, hit it with that. Yeah. Oh, I remember that book. Pe people that can master that are because most sales are made on like the eighth to 12th encounter. Correct. But following up continuously is a OCD sport. Like yeah. you need to be fortune in the follow up on point. Yeah. This yeah. fortune in the follow up. Yeah. I would say like, where's the need? Like, do you even care if this person needs it? Like, like what's your intention behind it? I think like people that just kind of for, forget about themselves and they stay focused on actually the value and the problem that they're solving for the person that they're actually trying to follow up on. Like, I think if it's in the goodness of your heart because it's your benefit, that person's benefiting a lot and they could really use it, then it's a no brainer. But if you're just sitting there just like, this person can make me a lot of money. Like I could, you know, I could, you know, expand my business. This guy could do really well. Like, I think those are things that could come off inauthentic for that person that's digesting those things. And it'll be, a turnoff uh, to that individual. But yeah. you focus on what's in it for them. It really is a good fit. And I don't think there's anything wrong if you do it the right way. Got it. And then in terms of like hard sales practices, what yeah. are some of the core, and you've already talked about one major one, which yeah. is farming good yeah. um, clients yeah. and like using them to build a warm lead gen and a warm list. Yeah. What are some of the main types of things that you're, that you're teaching at these seminars? Yeah. Well, there's a huge wide variety of like leadership development in terms of like the sales, I guess, is like something to kind of keep in mind is that if you have to be disconnected from the sale, if you feel like you're overly excited to sell, right, it's got to You got to know your value and know that you are actually benefiting them more than they're benefiting you. And I think being in that state of being you because people buy from experts and people that are very people that they trust. I don't think you ne they necessarily have to like you. Some people try to sell personality and it doesn't really work. People kind of see right through it. If you try like, you know, building these conversations inauthentic and you get pitched, like you kind of don't like it, but they like someone that's trustworthy, someone that's kind of really straight, kind of straight to the point, someone that's 
uh, problem focus is like, Hey, this is the, this is the deal here. This is what I see. This is how I can serve you. That's, I think the best way to kind of run a sales like outlining the issues very clearly. very clearly and, um, eliminating fluff. Correct. Yeah. I think also keeping your status high, you got to come off like you're, you got to come off. Like you are very important that you are, your time is very valuable. You know what you're talking about. You're well rehearsed. You're confident. You got to be able to transfer proper confidence to someone. Cause all sales is, is changing someone's thought towards what you have to offer, right? You're, you're basically, uh, you're getting them to open up to the possibility of solving something they probably even haven't thought of. So when you do that the right way, it's really almost like dancing. There's a rhythm behind sales. Um, you can get very good at it. Yeah. There's also sales resistance that you have to stay away from. That's why I'm saying dancing because you got to be able to know human behavior and the right language, have the right tone for you to be able to be really good at sales. Right. Reading them. Yeah. Yeah. The objection handling slash, Correct. The body language, everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the core of it though is you genuinely trying to help someone. What what I love about being <clears throat> in sales because I you know, a lot of people get into sales because they have no more hard hard skills. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's also the only industry where you can make significant income and correct. You know, sometimes when you're on a salary, the toughest thing about being on a salary is that your lifestyle always rises to the salary yeah. and like you said there's no money at the end of the month yes but when you're in a sales role you have like a very low base salary many times correct that you're barely surviving on but then you can get like a 10 to 30 to fifty thousand dollar check correct and now all of a sudden you can make big moves with that overnight yeah you don't have to worry too much about saving as hard because yeah. you're constantly getting the influx uh-huh. but with that comes droughts of depression and sadness sales is miserable <laughs> because and you're like oh it's always going to be this way not <laughs> The times where you're like, oh, it's it's going to be coming in is usually not. And then right. the times where you're like, oh, like, dude, it's so. And yeah, a lot anyways. of these industries, like no matter what industry you get into, <laughs> I mean, years one and years yeah. two are going to be slow. 100%. You have to just put in the work. Yeah. And that's why people hate changing industries. But that's also why people find themselves depressed because they never did change an industry. Wow. Yeah. But if you make the move, then you eventually it's like, are you going to start it now or are you going to start <clears> it later? Correct. I think a two year mark is really good to understand if you're, if you're going to go build on it. Like if you're nowhere after maybe two years or even, but maybe you've gotten better and maybe you've have made, as long as you've made some money within two years, I think it's like, okay. hundred like, percent. Yeah. yeah. If after two, you haven't made money. It's- yeah. It's kind of, and that's the same thing with like network marketing. Like I was five years deep and like really wasn't making money, but I learned so much. It was so valuable. Yeah. Uh, not just network marketing, but just any industry. If you, if you find yourself like after t- maybe two to five years, you haven't really had that breakthrough. It'd be a good opportunity for you to go look at some stuff. Totally. Yeah. And the best way to look at things is to meet people that are doing them. Yeah. And that's kind of why yes. you asked me earlier why I started the podcast. Yeah. I was just, wor- I was working at a, I was the first employee at the startup called Trueface, and we were Beautiful. in this cohort called 500 startups it was like a accelerator in san francisco yeah and this was five, like probably seven eight years ago and i uh there was all these cool founders that were starting all these companies and i wasn't a founder i was just the first employee but i became like homies with everyone so i Smart. started just facebook living just being like talking to them and asking yeah. them questions and then that merged into doing a podcast Wow. And then it used to be not like this, you know, this yeah. is sick. Like this yeah. setup's legit, Yeah, you know, but it, it, it's a lot of like investment of time and having the pr- 
place to be able to put together a podcast like this. Yeah. But anyways, mostly was number one to meet great people. Yes. And two is to build my brand. So like if I can meet really great people, yes. I'm going to just accelerate my life dramatically. Completely. I'm going to be able to connect good people with good people. Yes. I'm going to be able to help them out. Yeah. I'm going to be able to learn more, be mm -hmm. more proficient in topics outside of like the shit I do every day. I love it. it makes yeah. me more interesting of a pure person. Yeah. But also to build your brand, right? Yes. So if you start surrounding yourself with successful people, but more so you just start looking the part and being the part. Yes. Next thing you know, you know, you, you, yeah. you just start getting it. And some of the, my most amazing friends and connections have been through the podcast. Wow. Me and Sky talk about it all the time. I mean, a, a lot of like Sky does a lot of media work and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of his clients ended up being like friends of past podcast <laughs> guests and stuff like that. So awesome. And uh, talk about your expanding your network, which is your net worth. One conversation can make you millions, right? One conversation could help someone else make millions. Like I think it's genius, <laughs> I, like, which I think everyone should have like a hobby and or a podcast, yes. you know, <laughs> completely like yeah. obviously everyone has a podcast these days, but yeah. it, like anything, it's what you make of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like podcasts that are genuinely really like good and useful and like adding a lot of value like you have and also the style of it, which is like bringing in the authenticity of like who you are and how you live your life. And then, you know, there's others, but like this is valuable for others and helps other people. People like to talk about themselves. So you get to, you get to do that and people expand their, like, you totally. know, they get to share things. And I mean, there's like, it's a win-win I'm saying for a hundred percent for everybody. The energy is so good after a podcast. It's my favorite part. You're yeah. Just like, so like, it's almost like a drug. Yeah. You're like, yo, we just did some shit. Some <laughs> yeah. shit was just said. Some bombs, bro. Like, some shit might go viral. Yeah. It might do it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah, you're exciting. absolutely right. It's exciting when you're creating. It's like when you get off the stage when you're speaking. Oh yeah. You kind of have that. You you're just like amped. Yeah. You're like what just happened? I yeah. just did that. I just blacked out. Like whoa. Yeah. Like look at me. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's just, oh yeah. But less of that, but more just like that that growth. Hundred percent, man. But if you don't meeting people and like talking about your struggles, you never you always think it's just you. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Like there's when, there's that saying that if you want others to be impressed share your wins for those if you want to like connect with someone share your losses mm. so i agree it's like through the losses people actually have a better connection with you than you even just like kind of sitting there bragging about all the cool things that you're doing for sure yeah. that's why people that have that full transparency does not give a shit and just be honest about what they're thinking Facts. and feeling are the, the most successful podcasters oh my God. influencers youtubers yes like, how much better the world would be if people were just like real all the time you know yeah it's like god wow okay like i i'm i'm not just like i think the biggest thing that kind of messes with people that they're like i'm alone through this the reality is you're not like everyone's had these same thoughts, same been in the same place, like been broke, been broken, but went through a ton of stuff. But everyone puts on this persona or image that life is perfect. Mm -hmm. The reality is you're seeing highlight reels like no one's perfect. Yeah, everyone everyone poops, has you know? so many freaking problems. No one has it all figured out. No one's just you know what I mean? Like no matter who it is. So just understanding that, like whatever your individual things are that you're dealing with, like you're not alone and that those are going to eventually teach you some type of lesson is a good way to like kind of look at problems 
And also on the other side is a better version of you when you get through it. Totally. And you just need to talk about shit because you just so true. You don't know. Like uh, one big thing that impacted me recently is my mom passed about a year, probably like, I don't know, 14, 15 months ago at this point. Were you guys very close? Well, she was she was she was bipolar and schizophrenic, but never took any of the pills for like 15 years. So it was a really fucking crazy oh my God. scenario that went down in, in the Lenhart household. Wow. But, uh, and I, <clears throat> I started, I never ever brought that up because she always listened to my podcast oh. and I never wanted like her yeah. to get upset, you know, cause deep yeah. down, like I loved my mom, but Absolutely. she was, she was an alcoholic. Yeah. Like she was bad, but now I started talking about it openly <laughs> yeah. because she's, she's gone. And, yeah. uh, I've realized like so many other people have situations that are like fucked up like that. Oh man. Like so many people yeah. have households that are just not good. Yeah. And really. it's a great example of just like, you need to talk because so, so good I don't, I'm not saying I feel better about it, but yeah. I understand it more now. Well, you can help someone that is like, wow, like he's open about that. Like I'm going through the same thing. Like, right. I don't think it's bad. Like I, my brother passed away from drugs, like accidental death, overdose of drugs. Like dad was in prison my whole entire life. Well, up until how old were you? I was 16 when he went in on my birthday, got out when he was 26. Still don't have a good relationship with him, but dude, it was, it was actually cool. It was my first year really doing well in insurance. I bought him his dream car, gave him like, you know, cause people get out of prison and they have like people never visited them. So even though our relationship's not that great, it's like, I just wanted to always stand for like love. Right. Like I'll be the bigger person. So you did 10 years in jail. And did 10 years in jail. Came a- out the day he came out. I picked him up in my car and then I went straight to the gas station. This car he kept talking about was a drop top convertible. I bought him the SS cash and gave him the keys to the car. Actually, I have the video on my Instagram. Uh, and like just lit it, lit him like face up, got him a haircut, just cared and loved. And, uh, although we don't have the best relationship, he's got a lot of like problems and things. Like I can say that, uh, you did I was what you a, could, did what I could. And I was a bigger person in that relationship. And like, it wasn't that the fact that I didn't try. So I have like, feel good about this situation. Um, but How yeah, dude, like family situations, uh, you know, I think most people have something. How old were you when your brother passed? I was 21. I was 21. It was the, actually the day, it was a week, a couple weeks before I was taking my insurance exam too. So I could have quit, but I actually dedicated his life to my first year in insurance, which was like the first year I ever made six figures. So yeah, it kind of motivated me because I'm like, well, no one in my family is doing anything. Like all the guys are like, I got to figure this out and be a good example or like, yeah. Plus I have a little sister. I want to be you know, good for her, but, but you know, like we get those yeah. thoughts and it's the toughest thing to overcome. You yeah. kind of look in the mirror and you're like, well, well then why me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why me? This guy's like, a perfect cookie cutter. He's yeah. got food in his pantry. Look at his beautiful family's got it all figured out yeah like i don't have toilet paper bro like what's going on exactly not that i couldn't get it i just haven't i just haven't gone and gotten it yeah facts (laughs) (laughs) that's even worse yeah that is worse (laughs) that's hilarious yeah i know what you mean for sure but you have to want to you want to believe you got to want to believe in yourself you got to be like you know what I'm going to be the motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. Change it all. Facts. Yeah, I'm going to change the trajectory of my family's yeah. 
era. Hundred percent. I'm gonna start being that dude that spoils his kids. Yeah. And you know, my kids are gonna have drug habits. Why? Because I made enough money to <laughs> f up their lives. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's I like, love that, man. Most people in general. Minus the, the kids on the drugs things, but I love that. I know what you mean. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should understand yeah. what he meant yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that a lot of like wealthy families tend to spoil their kids. <laughs> yeah. If you don't value something, then you go to a nice bar and you drop $30 on a margarita. Facts. It's $30 like a quarter. You're just like, oh, I got a $30 margarita. Mm-hmm. But if you make your own money and you mm-hmm. are not used to that and you didn't grow up in that and you order that $30 margarita, you're like, mmm, I got yeah. a $30 margarita. Yeah, you Let's like go. Sit back. You, you enjoy it. You do. When, when you work for it, you so enjoy much. it. Yeah. You know, I want to say something too on this. So like, <clears throat> cause this is something that no one really talks about is I have like a wealthy, uh, like mentor who also spoils his kids, but they're all like amazing. Bought them a house for college, paid off cash. And these guys are some of the most humble, amazing kids. And I think he has a, it's, it's just based on who he is because he's very humble, but he also spoils them in experiences and love and like really is there. So I think like when you kind of, there's a, there's something deeper than that. It's not just like, okay, you know, making money and don't spoil your kids and need to go through all the hard stuff. Like it's crazy. Cause I got to see his example or his kids do have way more opportunities. I'm sure they still work really, really hard, but he's found that mold of like being able to develop them. So I think as a family or a parent, like if you look at it as like the, the same thing, development, intentional time and love, and like he really puts his family as number one you can like make a ton of money and ex- still spoil them and they become like 100 freaking amazing kids and all of his kids are just phenomenal doing like amazing and they're great human beings and that's the ultimate sign of a true success if you can Facts. pass that on and build like generational wealth yeah with s- people with good heads on their shoulders it's tough because sometimes you see families that just like are great and they're just kids are nuts. So like you always wonder like, is it a lottery thing? Yeah. But I, that's coming from me, like single, no kids. Like, yeah, so I don't have any experience I there. I but it's, uh, yeah, it's who knows? I mean, but it's also amazing. Like I know some people that have all the money in the world and their kids are amazing. Yeah. Humble beasts. Yeah. You know, so it is those principles. What do you that, think it is? I want to hear your opinion on that. Like what's like, if you can look at that, cause this is like kind of a crazy subject. What would you say would be that? that maybe could help in that if you if you're both rich both like have a lot of wealth like what do you think how can you put your kids in a in a really good state like just as an opinion well i think about it when i grew up i was always like kind of a douche in the sense that i never really helped with dishes and never really did the laundry mm-hmm. i kind of my room was always neat but everywhere else was kind of like whatever uh. I just, I didn't want to go do yard work ever. It wasn't like fun to me. But then when I got a home, Mm. I'm like, I'm Optimus Prime. You know, I'm a beast. I'm freaking dialed in every, I love it. It's so fun to me. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the underlying motive is ownership. And I'm assuming that the fastest you can teach a kid ownership, Mm -hmm. the more they'll start taking care of things. So if they get the Air Force Ones Mm -hmm. and like you get them the shoe cleaner, and you, they can somehow associate with clean shoes being yeah. like the. Then I they agree. start cleaning their. They take pride in their life and yeah. like their whole. 
persona. You know what I mean? I would mm-hmm. think it's something along being able to teach kids ownership mm-hmm. and then giving someone an allowance is probably the worst thing you could ever mm-hmm. do because then they just, it's like a, a salary. You get mm-hmm. a nine to five. I love that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're just, you're, you're figuring out a way, you know, you get in that weekly ice cream cone, getting yeah. them sprinkles, but it doesn't taste as good because you get it every week. Yeah. So wow. I think that if the better we can figure that out for children, the, the better they're going to respect themselves yeah. and learn to uh, appreciate things. Very well said. I was thinking something right around, like right around the, the same thing. Yeah. Ownership and teaching the proper principles of like things that we screwed up. <laughs> like I wish that someone taught us, like if you have this knowledge, share with your kids like teach them like the do's and the don'ts like be super real super authentic of like hey this is how to do it and like you said teach somehow teach them ownership and and i love that like you said that don't get them on a salary get them to learn like earn everything too i'm also like a big fan of public school versus private school but i don't have enough research deep down like in my soul what's your perspective on that i'd love to hear that I just think that in public school, like I was forced to go to a CBA from seventh to ninth grade. And it's Mm. really great for a lot of great people. It's an all dude school. Got it. My sixth grade teacher convinced my mom that I was like a, like a shit and that I needed to go to military school. And my brother went, so he went, he really liked it. It helped him. He wasn't as like social as me, but I always wanted to go to public school, which was shaker. Um, Mm. so for me, I loved going to shaker and I loved being in public school because I, I meld with so many different groups Mm. and I don't, and I have friends that are dirt poor and super rich. Like I was like that in high school, you know, I just had friends. It was easy for me to make friends, but I also liked being exposed to maybe some people you probably shouldn't be hanging out with, you know, having that option of different things. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fun. And granted, mm-hmm. I think I had a, a pretty solid school if, if I was thinking about it and looking back. But I just think that when you're too, it's like the private school thing when someone goes to college for the first time and they just go crazy. Yeah. You know, they go mm-hmm. crazy because they've never crazy. been exposed to yeah. alcohol and weed and drugs. Uh-huh. But I think that for me, like, I don't know, my dad's always been chill with that. You know, yeah. like I, he gave me a beer and I thought it was disgusting. I didn't want to drink beer. You yeah. know, I didn't grow into it yet. Yeah, yeah. So the more you can not make, like ease people into things yes. so that it's not a big deal. Yeah. I love that. What about, I, what, what do you think on that? No, I think everything you said, I mean, I just know from my own experience, public school was the same thing. Like I was exposed to all that. <clears throat> so it was nothing new. And you, you kind of figure out, like, I think as long as you can kind of monitor it, in a sense where it's like, Hey, if your kids are like coming home and you see who they're hanging out with, it's like maybe talk with them. But if you you have something that you're doing, that's productive, right. And you're still exposed to this stuff. You're actually choosing and life's all about choosing and decisions. So it allows you to kind of have this like open field of your choosing and decisions. And I think like monitoring that, like in a sense where you can kind of I teach them at a young age to choose the right habits can follow into the rest of their life. Yeah. But also, I also know so many homies that did private school and they were amazing people like sky over here. Let's go sky did the private school life. I liked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, it's interesting, man. You know, one thing we always say on the podcast and, uh, I'm so glad that, you know, we've already rocked like over an hour. It's, it's, this is so fun chilling with you, getting to know you. But yeah. something I always ask in the podcast is if you could go back in time, 
and you could have told yourself like one, two or three things that could have saved you a ton of time, money, heartache, headache. And, you know, naturally a lot of times people say I would have wouldn't have told myself anything because it made me who I am today. Or they say like I would have invested in Bitcoin, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like what's something that you would have maybe told yourself if you could have talked to the 16 year old you yeah. that saw his dad going to jail and you didn't understand it? I would say love God, love people, be yourself. Like it always seem it always will work out. Uh, don't overstress. Do your best. Treat people. Like I said, treat people well. And um, I would say. I think those are like really super important if I can kind of like stem those down like the rest like the financial stuff you're gonna learn I I would say the next thing probably surround yourself with just like really good people that uplift you and uh life's not all about too like what you have in your account so don't be happy when you have a ton of money don't be sad when you don't like be leveled through that and just understand that life's a never-ending journey till you die like enjoy it you know, be around good people, be yourself and have a good freaking time. David Carpenter, how can people reach you? How can people follow <laughs> you? Uh, David E. Carpenter on Instagram. And that's pretty much it. I have a TikTok, same thing, David E. Carpenter. And uh, for those that are interested in working with me and you want to inquire and learn more information, there's a site on there you can apply. Uh, it's under the bio on on my both TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, it's a great site. Check it out. I went through it. It's a great funnel. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me.